That's what it was. Just sort of like ends it very awkwardly. I mean, yeah, yeah. But we're But that's like years before the Comedy Central thing. That was that was sort of. Oh, Bo Burnham has like been on top of this for a long time. Yeah, Yeah. I've always liked him. The 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 one forty four p videos from his like loft bedroom thing (laughs) from his room in his house. Yeah. Yeah. What was really weird for me was I was used to Bo Burnham and his Comedy Central special when he did it. He was like sixteen or something like that. Yeah, like super young, and then all of a sudden he shows up again on. Chris Hardwick's all-star bowling. Yes. Oh, and he can bowl, too. Well, no, no, no. And all of a sudden, he was, like, super tall oh, yeah, and he got super tall. lanky. Well, yeah. the thing is, I feel like he was always kind of tall, but you never really noticed it because he was, a, he was always hunched over. B, he was always, like, standing by himself. And, right. yeah, C, he was, like, 16, so you just couldn't really Right, tell. and then puberty hit, and he's like, oh, my God, I'm super yeah. tall now. <laughs> Did you guys see him in uh, Funny People, the t- movie? No. That was an Adam Sandler movie? That I never saw it. was really weird. And yeah. It wasn't that I mean, great. it's an Adam Sandler movie. Well, here's the thing. It was Adam Sandler movie that was supposed to be, this is my serious movie, because he has cancer, and it's like him oh, going through yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. and it's uh, Seth Rogen who, like, idolizes him, so, like, he's really playing himself that in that movie. Like, it's supposed to be like, hey, I used to be a big TV star, and I have all these stupid movies that came out, and, like, now I'm trying to cope with having cancer. So the first half of the movie, really good. Second half of the movie just went off the rails, but somewhere in the middle there... Bo Burnham is like having lunch with like a whole bunch of comedians at uh, Adam Sandler's house. Huh. It's like just a whole bunch of people at the house, like all comedians that are like famous, kind of. And it's just like, That'd there's Bo Burnham just out of nowhere. That would be a really weird lunch. <laughs> Have you just... seen the trailer for the new movie that he's doing? Pixels? Uh, no. Oh, um, I don't want to see Pixels. I don't either. It what is. It about? So the Pixels, it, the entire idea of it is that aliens have gotten a hold of our classic video games. Oh, that. And they are invading Earth as, and they're attacking as if they were the old style video games. So you have Pac-Man and uh, Space Invaders and Centipede. I I, I watched this and I felt it was like, um, well, like a Freddy, a Freddy Ado sort of. Well, no, Freddy W. Or Freddy W, sorry. Did this. He did it. He did old school versus new school. Yes. He made a version of this before this came out. Right. Oh well. Okay. So that's why I feel like it, I was yeah, like exactly. I, I saw this trailer and I went. Well, he didn't actually do this movie, but he mm. he's this is ground he's already tread. Right. And what's really yeah. funny about Pixels is it kind of feels like one of those movies that is completely and utterly unabashedly just trying to cash in on nostalgia. Oh, totally. No is. plot, no goodness out of it at all. Just like, hey, you like nostalgia, nerd you culture. Like this thing. Yeah. Here it is in spades. Even those of you who weren't alive at the time. Yeah. Which is actually a lot of them. Faux nostalgia. I am very sad. I was going to say, how strong is a feeling of nostalgia when it's imparted on the generation after? So, like, Star Wars, pretty well, much. But Star Wars, I feel like even with this generation, had the original... That's I mean, fair. The, not the original trailer. I mean the the prequels, which mm. isn't good in my opinion. But but you'd be I, surprised. I have a story for you, Josh. Am I gonna be sad? Story time. Well, maybe. I don't okay. know. Guess who I met at, when he came into my work um, two weeks ago? Who? Lando. Ewan McGregor. I was gonna say Lando. Hugh McGregor. Really? Yes. That's awesome. Wait, when was this? I'm not sad at all. Like, that's that's two weeks ago. Sweet. Why didn't you say something? I did. You didn't loud I enough. Did <laughs> a lot of. It, how often do you actually listen to your brother? Let's be honest here. Like, w- he when he has donuts. <laughs> Are there donuts in the equation? No. 
Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meh. So yesterday was the first but time he, in a while. He is starring and directing in a movie that's being shot here. Right. In Pittsburgh. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be here for a bit. Right. That is one of the biggest requests right now from the Star Wars community is they want to see a Obi-Wan like pre, like after the prequels before a standalone movie a standalone movie like an anthology movie oh, of like Obi-Wan Obi-Wan Lost but it would be like in between the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy right. and Hugh McGregor should be him right well, that would be I mean he's yeah. aged enough now exactly he's right. aged and they can there's makeup you can make him look even older but it would be a great like bridging the gap between yeah. the two I thought that out of all the people that they cast in the prequel trilogy, mm-hmm. that Ewan McGregor was probably my favorite. He was definitely. He was a shining beacon in that w- series. What I what I love at the end of a of the Obi Wan movie is just like he sits in his like little place on Tatooine, mm-hmm. and then just sort of like fades into the episode four. Or we see R two show up, or something like that. Or <laughs> that'd be kind of cool or, or, if they if they were to like do the opening shot of Obi Wan. Yeah, in, like because you don't actually see Obi Wan get uh, summoned. Don't you? like he gets told that hey the droids or that you right. Know, yeah, exactly. So you see that part happen. That'd be actually pretty cool. I think that would be kind of fun. But that's that, that's again that's me. why a lot of people feel this like nostalgia for it. Like they want this to happen because because you it, like you can you can imagine like all the nerds would go like. Oh my god! Well, and mean, all the nerds said squee. They have, to, <laughs> they have to do it before he's seventy-four. That's all I'm saying. When I'm seventy-four. Boom, boom. Much like this episode number. Boom. Oh, you did it. We did Look it. That. Finally, it only took us like five the... minutes into the episode. <laughs> Introduce the episode number. It's probably a ploy. It's probably nobody on the edge of their seat going, "What episode is it? I haven't looked at the number on the page." Well, you know. That's pretty much how I imagine. Why you gotta be like that? No, because I'm very the imaginary viewer, listener in I, my head. I did the thing. It's it's feel like, like, I just feel like this has been a while. It, it has and been a while. And it's gonna be a while. Yeah. What? Because well, we're about to leave week. for... Oh, that's right. Well, I'm about to leave for two weeks. He's about to leave for a week. Wow. Yeah. So it's your this job summer, while I'm gone to find a, a third person. So yeah. We can do this. I'm just gonna talk to myself the whole time. Yo. It's gonna be you know. one man episode, just me mumbling. <laughs> Sir mumbles. Sir mumbles a lot. That's, that's all it is. So, so kind of a little backstory about what happened. Um, Josh was on vacation last week. Yeah, I went to North Myrtle Beach. So that was not fun. South Myrtle Beach is South Myrtle Beach not cool? I don't know. I, I, I went you to North, North in, right. in Central oh. Myrtle Beach. Right. Never been to South. So the nerd got no tan. I actually, I well, okay, no, you're right. I, I was pretty much <laughs> lathered in like... Uh, whatever the high number is, S- like 50. S- SPF 7,000. No, it was like SPF. 50. After 50, doesn't really matter, they say. Because... SPF inside. Yeah, well, that <laughs> happened a lot, too. I was like, we had a balcony that faced the beach and the ocean. So, yeah. so you posted a picture, sitting, drinking beer, yep. reading a book. I was like, that's not beer, because no. it was Bud Light. No, well, first off, there's some false information here. One, I was playing Hearthstone on my iPad, not reading a book. All right, all right, all right. right. So don't give me that much class. And uh, (laughs) second of all, I was drinking what was available in the apartment, or in the condo, and that was Bud Light. That's the universal Mm. beer that everyone in the house will drink. So I was not, you know, being all, There needs to be a a beer snob. Even I know there needs to be a higher standard universal beer. For me, it would be Yingling that would be the standby. That's that's mine too. Like, when I'm 
in Pittsburgh, like that's my standard beer that my wife and I will both. I drink. have three of them in my fridge right now. I saw them and I almost switched my my vote for mm-hmm. what I wanted to drink <laughs> during the podcast. But I was like, you know what? He only has three Yinglings. I I don't want to deprive if him. If you had things. asked, I would have said yes. I know you would have. That's why you I didn't can ask. still. We can like pause for thirty seconds. No, no, but I'm already committed. Which you oh, sure? this is actually a good conversation. So I've been wanting to bring this up for a while. This is an mm. intervention intervention for you guys. Why don't you put your water in the refrigerator? You know, I've brought that up from time to time, but Rub, I think it's because no, he says it made the water taste funny. No, there's no reason that we don't. I've I've said, why don't we put the water in the fridge before? Never said I have. When I, I first moved in, I was like, I even did it for a while, but then you didn't seem to like it. So I in the I took it out. This, have, you, have you looked at how little space we have in there? Mind you, we have to throw a lot of shit out. If, if like if I managed it, it'd be fine. Whatever. I'm just saying this is something that's right. like from. Years now of coming to your guys' house, this has always been a no, situation where there's, like, the it, water is in a Brita filter that's in, never in the fridge. It, oh, put it in the when, fridge. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying. Put it the, in the fridge. Not okay. for my sake. Just for your sake. <laughs> Sometimes you want to come home you know and care. just drink a cold glass of water. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. The only house I've ever been to where there's warm water on the counter I'm just saying... Room temperature water for everyone. I'm the tepidest. I mean, so, so get here in the middle of winter when our when our uh, heating goes out, and it'll, you'll have yourself a nice cold. Yeah, exactly. Of water. There you go. God dang. Um, so next week, yes, next we are week. going to be we meaning William and I are uh, going to be at SGDQ. Yes. Summer Games done quick. Well, Will, this will be your first time, and this will be your second time. Right. This will be my second time in a GDQ. Um, and hopefully we will be doing an episode from uh, SGDQ, much like I did from AGDQ with our friends Fi Fi and Kung Fu. In, in, indeed, we'll just have to get like the the hunting net and tag yeah, us some. No, I, they they will they will probably some be willing to help out. Well, presumably it'll be easy. Like e- even in the worst case scenario, they're, they're rooming together, so we can just like we can barricade the door, be like, you're not leaving until we record this episode. Right. You know, important yeah. question. Mm-hmm. Important answer. What Maybe. do you call like you, you call someone who who streams on YouTube or who uploads on YouTube a YouTuber? What do you call a, a Twitch Twitch streamer, streamer or a caster? A, a caster? A, a yeah. streamer I'd more streamer. more typically. But that could be any service. Like yeah. they don't have a specific service just for no, Twitch. No, they are not Twitchy. They're not Twitchers. They're not Twitchers. They're not no Twitches. They're Twitch streamers. Twitchians. Twitchians. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I think there should be a thing. Let's make it. Well, what should it be? I don't think any of us have the authority to actually coin that term. I don't no, think that anybody who coins a term necessarily has the authority to do so. Exactly. This is this is this is, this is how colloquialisms and and common vernacular evolve. Do you know a drunk Australian is who started the term selfie? He there you go. Took a picture of his broken up face because he fell while he was drunk and posted it on MySpace at the time. He said, "Sorry for the poor quality. It's just a selfie." And that's the first recorded part where we've had the word selfie used. Memes. That's what I'm saying. This moment that in memes. started from some drunk Yeah, but he didn't Australian. mean to set out to create selfie. Well, that's because he wasn't as smart as us. So let's do this. I, <laughs> I, I think there, there, there are wow. intentional and unintentional spawns of, you know, language. Twitchers? Mm, I don't like Twitchers. Tweakers? Tweak- no, those, <laughs> those people are in That's drugs. been taken. That's been taken. Yeah. Uh... Witches? That's so much like bitches. Josh, that'll be your homework. All right. Um, also, there was that bad movie based on the book. Which one? Twitches. Really? I don't know what that is. Forget it. 
<laughs> Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, it, it starred Tien Twitzites. It, it, it's it, it's it starred the Maori twins, the movie. Oh. Which was weird because in the book they were white, but that you know whatever doesn't matter. We're not going there. Anyway. Disney twins. We should probably talk about our topics. Well, no, I was going to ask really quickly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are there any games that you're excited to see run at SGDQ? Oh, I can't name any specifically because I, I haven't looked at the that. schedule. I know you're excited for Shovel Knight. I am. Obviously, because you will be on the couch. Is that yes, correct? Yes, that uh, is. As long as the incentive is met, it will be on Thursday. Awesome. But so yeah, no, I, I have not looked at the schedule. I don't actually know what... I mean, I guess I'm excited for Jer's Big the Cat Run. Yep, um, I am That's well. going to be really cool. Will there be like a uh, anything with Tetris? Uh, yes, There's Tetris typically be a Tetris. That, thing, I yeah. figure that's a staple, but I just want to make sure. Well, no, yeah. te- the first time Tetris was done was at AGDQ. That's yeah. What about, um, I remember last time there was a Batman. Do you think there'll be a Batman this uh, year? I don't of actually Arkham of some sort? know. Origins or Might City be. or... Well, if you go to the Games Done Quick website. Yeah. I would, but yeah, that's a lot of work. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have my website pulled up then for my research. Games Done Quick <clears throat> would be nice. Yeah. Anyway, I'm excited. I think that it will be really cool. They've actually overbooked the hotel. That's crazy. I mean, that's kind of awesome to think that this... Which makes me happy that, that I booked early enough. Yeah. Yeah. Book they're early, asking... Book often. They're asking for people to like... Well, okay, only book once, but... Go to another hotel. Yeah. And it's going to be paid for by the hotel. Which <laughs> is... That's awesome. Super expensive. Um, you know, from, from what I understand, just in the hotel business, doing that kind of thing is a huge, typically it's a huge no-no. Right, Because exactly. you, have to, you have to pay, the hotel has to basically pay for them to be at the other hotel, plus there's a certain leeway. So it can yeah. actually cost the hotel more money than they take in from the customer, which it's, is kind of interesting. It's pretty crazy. That yeah. is pretty great. Anyway. Let's go mm. ahead and shift into the topics really. Sure. And we'll start with, I guess, searching for... He was shifting. What? He was making shifting m- motions. Yeah, I was pretty... I was like... The well, audience was, couldn't see that. I was imagining... Just verbally just like what he was doing. Just like put on some need... Not need for speed. Um, the movie. Uh, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious, thank you. Just put on that, like, the, when, the drag race when they just, like, shift 12 times. Incessantly. Incessantly, yeah. Just always shift up. Do you guys know the song, Shoot. I'm So Fancy? No. Do you want to hear my theory about... Yeah, wait, if you don't know the song, I'm So Fancy. Uh, yeah. So Fancy. Um, mm. Something No... Yeah, uh, I know the... From, uh, uh, was it L.A. to Tokyo? Is yeah. the oh, lyrics. right, okay, yeah. My theory is that's actually about Fast and Furious because the first movie takes place in L.A., so from L.A. to Tokyo, which is Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, which was in continuity when that song came out, the last... Fast and Furious. Sure. And then it also has Living with Life in the Fast Lane and the hmm. lyrics. It's totally about Fast and Furious. I like the Weird Al version better. Well, you like every Weird Al version better than the real Not version. Not true. Mm. Not Name true. one song that Weird Al has done that you like the real song better than the Weird Al version. Uh, I actually... Uh, smells like teen spirit. Yeah. Well, that's... Damn it. Okay, that's that's true. That's very true because the Weird Al version was not that great. Laid down. It was just him with marbles okay. in his mouth the whole time. You, yeah, actually gargling. Yeah, that wasn't the Literally at one point, actually gargling. I would probably mm-hmm. say American Pie as well, even though yeah. American Pie is great because mm. it's a Star Wars song, which I love it from right. Weird Al's, but... That was going to be mine. That's a classic song. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to go with American Pie as well, actually. Uh, but both of them, I would say, are better than the Hank Green version, The Day the YouTubes Died. 
He did. Yes, he did another but that's parody. also yeah. not exactly Hank Green's forte. It's true when it comes yeah. to his New. his business. He's good his, at many his things. His vlogbrothersness. Yes, that is he, Hank he Green. is a very intelligent individual. Yes. Very yes. well spoken. Yes, they, I, I started but, watching yeah. a little bit of the stuff. They're doing this thing called what is it like Crash Course or something? Where Crash Course mm-hmm. is one of their yeah. staples, and they do like history. They do. They're doing politics right now. Actually, mm-hmm. it's not the Vlog Brothers. It is. It's another channel. Uh, yeah, Wheezy Waiter. I forget his real name. Right. His mm-hmm. At any rate, YouTube name. I He's, like drunk histories. Yeah, I, I need to watch more of those. Yeah. Anyway. 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 So. We're searching for aliens. Right. Aliens. Well, what? Just, yeah. We talking well, about Pixel still? No, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> on a teles- on a, a digital telescope screen, I guess it would be Pixels, and they might evolve to be Pac-Man. Pac-Man. All right, I'm confused. What are we talking about? Okay, so anyway, there's this project called SETI, which is the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, SETI. It's been acronym. used by many, many great sci-fi fantasy shows. Right, exactly. True story. And unfortunately, it doesn't, it hasn't had much of a budget in, like, ever. To be fair, trying to get a budget for looking for little green men is hard. Right. When you have to go or any kind of or anything. Any kind of Yeah. People. Which I'm not saying it's not important. I think it is important. But, but, but understand say, everyone you know, in this room thinks it's important. Yeah. I would rather that money personally go to NASA to sure. become aliens ourselves by traveling But there's to a planets, difference between between having, like, any budget. Like, they have $500,000 a year, which is pittance. When you think about it, it is pocket change, like, when most universities have millions. It's it's so small of a budget that it almost makes me wonder if it's even worth having it around if that's all they're going to get. Right, and, you know, they were talking about basically they would get yearly mm-hmm. 24 to 36 hours on scientific equipment, like the, the telescopes to actually observe yes. the universe. And... Stephen Hawking and um, a Russian tycoon, Yuri Milner, uh, um, basically just announced that they're going to throw $100 million at the search for extraterrestrial at intelligence. SETI. At now, SETI. yeah. Side note, isn't Stephen Hawking the one that said that aliens are eventually going to be the end of us? No. He no. said that artificial intelligence was going to yeah. eventually okay, be the end of us. Yeah. yeah. He is super afraid of artificial intelligence mm-hmm. and where it could go. Yeah. So that's your next topic. Anyway, go ahead. It kind of is, yeah. But, I mean, this is sort of an effort to try to figure out or maybe resolve the Fermi paradox, which is basically, here are all the factors that determine whether a planet is suitable for life. You sort of do a bunch of calculations and you go, well, then where are they? You know, where are they? Because there's, you know, millions and millions and millions and millions of planets Mm-hmm. And, at and least... almost an in, in amount that you just can't fathom. Oh, yeah. And then at yes. least several thousand of them are suitable for, you know, life. At least. Probably so, at the like, very least. That's what say, I mean. At even, least even, several thousand. Even if the percentage of planets that fall into this yeah. range is like 0.01%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's still There's so still many stars. So out, so many out there. planets. That yeah, exactly. Moons so, and planets. So this is an effort... To, to sort of resolve that and figure out where we are in the galaxy, universe, whatever. Side note, big thing that happened while we were on hiatus, Pluto got its first uh, really, Hi, really, really true. nice yeah. set of photos. I was going to say, and it, it's got a birthmark, the, 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 the heart. heart of Pluto. Yeah, the heart of Pluto, and that, yeah. that is so cool. I actually kind of want them to go back to, like, uh, 
uh, Mickey Mouse stuff and have have Pluto just have like a heart shape <laughs> oh, on his boy. tummy. Oh, yeah, they, that would actually be kind of cool. Um, they like uh, also announced or not announced, but they showed a really cool picture where it mm-hmm. shows you how big Pluto is compared to Earth. Oh, in Australia. Oh, yeah. In Australia. It yeah, pretty it, much just covers Australia you could perfectly. You just sort of Pluto down <laughs> right on Australia. Just, you know. It's just a sphere on You won't even crush anybody because nobody's in the center of Australia. <laughs> it's true. It's pretty tiny. Uh, but I just thought it was really neat that this has been going on for 10 years, roughly. 2006 is when they launched it. Okay, right. so nine right, years. Right, right, yeah. And they arrived two minutes ahead of schedule. Yeah, like 70 seconds. Yes. And they're like, I, you know. <laughs> like, how you know, badass is Garmin that? GPS. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, and that, they're that, like, we're talking about New Horizons, which is the, yeah, exactly. the name of the satellite. It's like, let's fire mm-hmm. it on a, let's just light an explosive underneath it and <laughs> have it arrive there. Well, and they did a lot of, like, gravity well accelerations and it's things true. like that. And they, think... they adjusted their calculations based on what they actually got from these gravity accelerations. Right. There was almost an oh shit moment because yeah. they found out that Pluto has a lot of moons that they did not know about. Yeah. So they're like, uh... We need to we dodge all of these things. We have to worry about not only dodging them, but the gravity wells and, like, yeah. is that going to be a problem? Well, and I, I believe... That's so cool! And I believe <laughs> yeah. that New Horizons is the only mission that did a straight to escape velocity burn basically wow. like they didn't bother with the whole like holding in earth's orbit for a while they just like went just Let's go do this. And, yes, yeah, and yeah they did the the gravity assist at jupiter I got shit to do it's like, we don't have time we're gonna spend 10 years waiting let's just go <laughs> Equivalent of a guy in a traffic jam just going off the road and through, like, the oh, field. Like, you know what? I'm done. I'm but done. Just, no. like, go, you know, like, accelerate up the up the exit <laughs> ramp and then just sort of, like, ramp back onto the highway. So, anyway, awesome so, job, New Horizons. So that's very Check out cool. Those yes. Yeah, and $100 million, you kind of imagine they're going to get, you know, in a day, they will get the amount of data that they got in a year. And we're talking about SETI again. Yeah, yeah exactly. that, and that that's the sort of the the closer on this is they will be getting so much more data and I'm excited to see what comes from this. You know, Yay, whatever it, whatever science. it is, whatever it is. Woot, woot. Second thing is, Ooh. uh, the, the sort of artificial intelligence thing. It's a little, little thing. Um, <laughs> at the, at the Rensselaer, Rensselaer, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm I don't bad. know either. It's, I'm gonna it's Nordic, you. uh, Polytechnic Institute. There's a guy, uh, Selmer brings, brings yard. I don't know. It's B R I N G S. J-O-R-D and brings yord, maybe. Sure, sure. Yeah. sure. I what, believe you. you know, um, basically, he's working on robot self-awareness. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. so a... he took these uh, these commercially available robots. They're called NOW robots, N-A-O. And I don't know really much about them, but I assume they're kind of robots that you can take and you can prog- program them however you want. Mm-hmm. He programmed them, three of them, such that they would think that two of them had been given a pill, quote-unquote pill, that would make them dumb. That is the sort of technical version of dumb, not able to speak, struck dumb. Okay, kind got of thing. you. Yeah. Um, right. And they needed to figure out which one of them's had been given... One of them's? One of them. <laughs> I can speak. I can English. <laughs> yeah, I can English. Were you given a pill? Oh, <laughs> had, been given, had been given had been given the pills and one of them it spoke it, it can speak yeah and it heard its own voice and it raised its hand and it, you know it said 
you know, I, you know, I, I spoke. I, I do not have the pill. It's like I was not given the pill yeah. because I can speak. It, it sort of demonstrated a very rudimentary self-awareness by the fact that it heard its own voice and logically concluded that it had not been given the pill. This is not like super groundbreaking AI. You know, these are children now. They're going to grow up and be able to speak. Fluent. No. no, this is more kind of just a cool little yeah it's a it's a baby step yeah it, it is the beginnings of self-awareness i was gonna say it is a glimmer of things to come which i just i thought that was interesting i really liked it um i mean it, it's funny cool. you say it and like uh, just hearing it it sounds like logical very logical oh, yeah like, well, yeah you can program this it's just a simple feedback method where it's but at the same time it is kind of this weird nebulous like feel right. to and, it. And you can imagine I'm I'm reasonably certain that, you know, really young children could be it, it's it's based on a I don't remember it's the king's I think it's the king's wise men. Uh -huh. It's like a philosophical thought uh thought, thought experiment. experiment. Um, yeah. But you can imagine like really little kids doing the you know being trying to like three little kids, three blind mice, three little pigs, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, three wise men, humans, humans, uh, and like trying to get like three two-year-olds or something to demonstrate this same degree of self-awareness mm -hmm. and probably not managing it really. So, what um, makes this different than, let's say, diagnostics on a car, like a car, you know, ringing a bell when it has low fuel? I think that the idea is that um, I mean, it it kind of is. Well, a little bit, but for for a car, mm -hmm. what happens is. Something goes wrong in the car, and a sensor gets flipped, and a light goes on, and you, the driver, goes, hey, that's a problem. And maybe in the really fancy, and, and you take it to the fix-it, yeah, whatever. The fix-it And maybe in the really fancy cars... <laughs> you mean the mechanic? No, whatever, the, the fix-it fix place. place. The fix-it garage. The car doctor. <laughs> the car doctor. This is coming from the one guy who doesn't have a car. In this. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> I don't, you know, I use, I use words that are safe. But it, but in, you know, in the really Same fancy difference? cars, it might fix its own problem. But that's not self-awareness. It's just a series of sort of if-then statements. So this isn't if or then. Well, this in, was a here's the problem. Find a solution. Yeah, this so was. So he didn't program the robot to actually say ah. I don't believe so. Hand. I think that's the. I think that's the implication. I think the idea is that the uh, the robot spoke or it tried to speak, and it heard itself and went, oh, I heard myself. Like it, it, that's where the, I think the interesting part is. It's not that it did this; it's the fact that it wasn't told exactly to do right. this. And I'm not right. It, it, it came. It came to a problem-solving solution. solution. Yeah, a, a logical and on conclusion. its own. It came to a logical conclusion. It was able to then sense itself. And I'm not sure because the details, admittedly, were not mm -hmm. super detailed. You know, from the article, and maybe there is an if-then loop in there saying, if. You know, if recognize own voice, then not pill, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, was at, it the red pill or the blue? Pill? I was going to say at <laughs> at some point when you reduce it down, there's very little to separate. You know, building a robot that can learn to make that kind of conclusion, mm -hmm. and a robot that already has that logic sort of built in. I would say the the difference is the fact that one is a demonstration of a robot actually. Bettering itself. Oh yeah, learning the to other recognize one is this. a yes. machine just completing its task. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which yeah. Which is the. But it's still part. really cool that it was able to do this. No, it is yeah. really cool. It's a. I mean, it would be really freaky. 
Dude, yeah. like, walk in, just be like, the robot is talking to itself, and it's actually doing something on purpose, like that. Yeah. Like, whoa. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah, that would be inten- that, that's more intentionality, and yes. we're not even going to get into that, because that, <laughs> that's super sticky. We are not. But what I am going to get into yes. is actually it's something... a giant ball of plastic called a Zorb, and you're going to roll down a I hill. wish. That would be so much fun. You hate roller coasters, though. But that's different. Nah, is it though? Is it it though? is. Zorbs are, are totally like no, get, like that right. would be fun. All right, we were talking about the giant blow up ball things that yeah, yeah, like yeah. just like roll down the hill. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't know, man. That would be fun. To me. I want to do that uh, anyway. Throw so ball. actually, this is great because <laughs> yeah, I have yeah, I have, and then it's spinning. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have the two of you, and you both can actually come at this in very different ways. Okie mm. dokie, William. I'll come at it with a sword. You can come at it with like a spear. Kind of. Okay. Okay. William, you have a background in Halo. I do. And COD. I do. And how you have to figure out the the meta of the game. Like, for instance, with Halo. Hack a rocket launcher into the game and blow up everybody. Right. Rocket yeah. jump, rocket jump, rocket jump. No, that's TF2. Oh. You blow yourself up if you try to rocket jump in Halo. Okay. Good yeah. point. But what you did do mm. is you learned how to get good with a battle rifle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Josh. Yes. You are an MMO guy. I played many of the MMOs my day. So yes. you're used to things changing on a regular basis. Patches coming in. Things that once were really quite excellent being nerfed or buffed or... Essentially the ever-expanding level cap and what that means for the game. Right. I was going to say, same with me in Diablo 3 is that kind of thing. That's similar. Well. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very similar. What I'm going to be talking about, though, mm-hmm. is something in my wheelhouse, yes. which is Destiny. Yes. It was announced recently that Destiny is going to have, with the launch of the Taken King, the next expansion, a giant weapon rebalancing. Like not, we're talking, not, not a not a rebalance that makes all weapons giant. That's you know. Yes, that would be pretty much, cool, but not happening. Up, up, down, big up, 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 big head. Hacks. But they they are <laughs> they are buffing some things, they're nerfing other things, and people are kind of pissed you because can, of it. You can tell these people are. Not from the world I'm from. Right. I was going to say. So l- let me kind of explain particularly the big things that people are really kind of ticked off about. It involves PvP, or player versus player, um, and the weapons that are most commonly used. In PvP, it has been widely accepted that if you are going to do well, or if you want to have the best chance at doing well, you will use one of two guns as your primary weapon. Mm-hmm. A gun called the Last Word, or a gun called Thorn. These are two exotic hand cannons, or basically uh, revolvers. revolvers. Note that yeah. they're also in the same weapon class. It's exactly. not even like, oh, a hand cannon and what, yeah, like assault an assault rifle, rifle or a you know yeah. pulse rifle, rifle or, or pulse or, rifle, yeah, yeah, all that yeah. Crap. So they are guns that are really, really excellent mm-hmm. in at PvP for a couple of reasons. Last word is really great because it fires extremely fast and is supposed to get a bonus to damage when hip firing so not aiming down sights however there's a glitch where it will still give you that bonus when you are ads how do you do that it just is a thing that they haven't fixed it just happens like you don't have to do anything special it's bungie going uh eventually we'll get to that crap which is weird because bungie was really good at the glitch fixes like early the last word in pvp has the overall fastest time to kill TTK right. is the fastest for any primary. And it was supposed to be used up close, but you could 
be really accurate with it still at a, at a large distance. Especially yeah. when we're talking about a, a first-person shooter on consoles where consoles have aim assist on to begin with. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes it kind of hard well, to do short-range weapons that... Right. Yeah. And this is a problem, I think, more... Or a more noticeable problem with games that have such a large diversity of weapons like Destiny. Yes. So, again, you said I sort of could come at it from the Halo aspect of things. In Halo 1... The pistol was nuts. Yeah, yeah. In PvP, you could three-shot someone in under, like, say, a second and a half tops. Yeah, tops. So it was probably closer to a second. But yeah. yeah, actually, because it was like bang, bang, bang. Yeah. One second. Um, at pretty much any range, so long as your aim was good. That would be ridiculous if there were a bunch of different weapons, you know, say 30 or 40 weapons, as opposed to... Six. Right. So the other gun, Thorn, its big thing is you have your initial hit where you can hit somebody, and then there's a burn effect. Gotcha. And that burn effect will stack. Oh, Jesus. So it was it was pretty much if you got two or three shots on someone, they were done. Yeah. So even if they were body shots, didn't matter. You're just toast. You're going to get burned down, and, and you're, you're dying. So what they are doing is they are really going to be nerfing those two and trying to address other weapons as well. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are really frustrated about this because they come at it with the the mindset, I worked really hard to get these guns. That's that, that, that's the key right there. This is something that actually happens a lot with MMOs, though, is when you're in Halo, you get that gun from... I was going to say, you don't work to you get don't work a to gun. Get either it's guns. in the map. Yeah. You pick it up, or in the case of the battle rifle, the pistol, what have you, you start with it. Exactly. It's your primary, so, This is, yeah. this is interesting, because, like, in an MMO, you might spend, you know, hours upon hours upon days upon Farming, months... Farming, hoping you get the getting drop. Getting this right. drop. And and Thorn... So, the, the last word is one that you just will randomly get. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's a random Thorn, legendary, right? Uh, exotic. Exotic, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Thorn is one that you get from completing a exotic bounty. Which are hard. Right. It was super annoying to get it. I actually have both guns. Uh -huh. And I, in PvP, I will use both guns. Because of the Because if guns, you don't, you lose. You are gimping yourself. That's This is the sort right. of the SUV effect happening. You know, there are people who drive SUVs and smaller cars, you can't see around them. So what do you do? You get an SUV. Dun, right. dun, dun. Yeah, and it just sort of stacks. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to give players more choice. They're trying to balance the game more. Mm -hmm. And people are of two mindsets. They're of the, I'm super frustrated. I sh This shouldn't be happening. Leave it as it is. If this is just how the meta has evolved, let it be that way. Mm -hmm. I'm of the other camp, though. I'm of the mindset that Choice is good. And what we have right now is not choice. Yeah. It's also a situation where if you make so many... If you can only have two weapons that are good in the game, it pretty much means why I even have any other weapons. And that's... Annoying. Correct. I mean, yeah. th that really limits the gameplay, and it makes it so every game feels exactly that, That's the, the same, same thing with COD. Like, they very frequently do balance patches you know tweaking mm -hmm. guns their time to kills that's what they're looking at usually is their time to kill at various ranges so right. short medium long and they try to balance the different guns within their classes and the different classes against each other so that like 
shotguns aren't destroying everything up to medium range for whatever reason. And that's what's happening right now. Yeah. There are perks for shotguns that yeah. make them effective long range. And that's... So there's some really interesting stuff that they're mm. trying to fix. The other thing that they're really trying to fix, and it, people are, are, again, pretty upset about it, is the nerfing of what is considered the holy grail of weapons in, mm-hmm. De- in the, Destiny. The... the... Something horn. The Gallarhorn? Gallarhorn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Gallarhorn. it's Gallarhorn? Yes. Okay. Or Gajalarhorn, depending G- on who you are. I'm going to go with Gajalarhorn. Right. Um, to quote the the patch notes, or the announced uh-huh. patch notes, um, it's, if Destiny had a nuke, it would be the Ballerhorn. <laughs> we definitely intend to have, uh, definitely intended to have a high damage heavy weapon that was ideal for PVE destruction. We did not intend, and what we unfortunately saw, was... Pick up raid and nightfall groups, gating participation based on whether or not players had this weapon. It got to the point that it was, you don't have a Gallarhorn, we're not going to run with you. Yeah. But how do you get Gallarhorn? By doing the hardest stuff. I was going to say, the the only way you would possibly be able to do it is basically you have a group of friends who, it's admittedly really difficult to, like, coordinate mm-hmm. with four people or five people Especially or six as people. Right. <laughs> as, and then, you, like, they're six-man raids, right? They are. And that's, like, I can't get a D&D group together with four people, right. let alone six people on... So, for yeah. me, I never ran into that because I was very fortunate and I did have friends who would run these with me. Right, yeah. I also don't have a Gallarhorn. But they are nerfing it. They are going to be... You know, yeah. kind of bringing that down to try and make it so that people aren't being gated from it and that other weapons Good. are doing well. But, and, and this was something that my friend Pat, who has played more Destiny than anyone else that I know, has said. He said, I feel bad for you people because they will never have the same experience I did when I got that gun. This is true. but at it's the, super rare. But at the same time, you are... And I'll, I'll I'll get into a little bit of Diablo three here in a second, but you are the what is literally happening is your people's gaming experience yes. is being damaged by the presence and nature of this weapon. I agree. The and negative that, and, the and that right there is why this needs to and, happen. And this yeah. is sort of what was wrong with the Diablo three loot drop system you know pre-reaper of souls you know when the uh, real money auction house when the auction house was still live the only thing i remember because that's when i played it because because there were there were there were like two weapons there was uh the manticore and echoing fury manticore was ridiculous for for demon hunters because it was a bow that could spawn with two sockets on it which essentially, if you don't know what that means, it just means that it has two spots. Typically, where you can, uh, yeah. Typically, you can put a you it. can put a, a a a gem into a socket on a weapon and improve its critical hit damage by up to a hundred percent. If you put two of them in, obviously, you could you, you could double that. You could have two hundred percent critical hit damage. So yeah, it's it was broken. just it was it was broken. broken. And then yeah. the Echoing Fury basically spawned with it wasn't percent attack speed. It spawned with raw attack speed so like 0.25 attack speed per second which was nuts and so basically if you wanted to do certain builds monk and wizard particularly you had to have this weapon because you had to reach attack speed breakpoints and it broke the game pretty much because the meta was reduced to such a narrow focus on particularly the echoing fury because it was cross classes and right. it's the same kind of thing you don't have this weapon well 
you're screwed. And the legendary drop rates pre-Reaper of Souls were... Awful. Yeah. If you if you didn't, like, multi-box four accounts and just grind for eight hours a day, you were screwed. Right. And for this, mm -hmm. you would look at encounters that people were coming out with, and people will, like, post strategies on how to do different things and how to get through different stuff. I've been seeing it recently with the Prison of Elders, the P uh, PvE stuff that has come out recently. Yeah. And I was looking at it one week, and there was strategy A, strategy B, and strategy Gallerhorn. <laughs> strategy G, Gallerhorn. And, and, and that was pretty common. Yeah. And it was like, we don't want to think. We don't want to worry about it. We're just going to spam Yallerhorn at this thing. Well, that's the thing. This is every game in a nutshell is once you figure out the formula, you have the people who mid-max the game, and that's what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. They're going to do the best builds. And once the best builds have been figured out, and that's yeah. the best thing, that's what everyone has to do, or you're... Exactly. You, you are behind the curve. Exactly. Right. So while I do not have that gun, I'm okay with it. I am happy that this is going to give more variety, yeah. and I'm happy that we're going to see things change, I hope, for the better. What they should do, though, in my opinion, is for people who spent all that time with that gun, they should have a way to essentially what I would call dust the gun, or to put in that gun and get something back for it. Right. Because it's no longer, you know, they... You know, I mean, so they don't feel like they wasted their presumably time. Presumably, it's still going to be a decent gun. It's still going like, to be a not, great gun. The, the, it's very atypical for anybody to take a, 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 a overpowered weapon and nerf it so far into the dirt that it's not usable well, or right. even there's over nerfs all the time. There yes. are there, those. Do I don't happen. think that this is going to happen here. But what I also think is going to happen is that with the Taken King, we're going to see even better stuff. Yeah, you always have the inflation of... That's the other correction. And, exactly. And, and Destiny did something that nobody else had done with their last expansion, mm -hmm. where they allowed you to elevate your current gear to the, the new level cap, or the new damage Which is cap. cool, because then you're not just completely, you know, having to get new gear. Correct. Yeah. And but <laughs> at the same time, there was no change. Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. What was, stayed the same, there was no difference. Well, that's why I like the Reaper of Souls patch for Diablo 3, because... There is a 10 level cap increase and pretty much like the gear that I had spent, you know how much time yeah. I spent on my monk. I put so much time and effort into my monk and pretty much instantly that gear was worthless. Yep. Um, time and to it was, it was so hard to give up that gear because I'd spent over a thousand hours <laughs> working for that yeah. gear. And it was just like, Damn. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the other thing that I'm going to talk about, and it'll just be a really quick one, sure. um, is it has come out recently from a player who is formerly of the esports team Cloud9, uh -huh. um, part of their CSGO or Counter-Strike team, um, a gentleman by the name of Corey, quote, Semphis, that's his game tag, yeah. mm -hmm. um, Friesen, has come out publicly and said that it is a widespread issue in the esports community with the use of performance-enhancing drugs. Hmm. In particular, Adderall. Adderall. Which I thought was really interesting. The fact that something... I mean, we, we all expected it to happen, I'm guessing. Kind of, but it's still kind of a novel idea that eSports could have their own issue with uh, performance-enhancing drugs. Because we always think about, for physical sports, with you know all the issues that they've had in baseball and basketball and all... The sports. Right. With steroids and everything. So pretty much any sport professionally 
has issues with some sort of cheating or yeah. you know drug or otherwise stacking the deck in your favor. Yeah, right. I and mean that's what this is. Yeah, if you can find a way to win, you're gonna you're gonna try to find every Unless way. It's illegal and you get caught, and then you well screwed. yeah right. So, and this is something reward. that has been said by multiple esports people mm-hmm. under the condition of anonymity. Yeah, this is the first player to come out and say publicly and putting his name to it. I have done it. It is a widespread thing. This is happening. And what was really bizarre to me was the response from ESL or the European Sports League or the, the not European Electronics Sports League. Electronic Sports League. League. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Thank you. I'm, it's all good. My brain. Why would you do that brain? Um, anyway, um, they said, quote, we've known for some time that performance enhancing drugs would be a challenge we would need to face eventually as the professionalism and stakes increased across the board in esports. Makes sense. I mean, if you have a prize pool of, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you're probably going to yeah, but do what you like can. Like, if you look at the the International, yeah. the Dota 2 tournament, they are, there's so much money on the line. Do you think it would be good for them to drug test? Do you I think, think it should? I think they should. I think that we need, if we are going to treat this like any other professional sport, uh-huh. it needs to happen. I think... The, the, my only issue is at what point do you like my issue with this has always been the arbitrary line they draw for what is considered a drug and what's not like you know it's supplements is you know doing like what where exactly can you stop hacking your body to be the point where it's considered illegal right and MLG has said we do have a policy against prohibited drugs we defer to the WADA or the World Anti-Doping Agency standards on that all right okay so what if you are taking Adderall for medical reasons for real like you know Adderall is a real drug yeah right and but that's the same thing like say Lance Armstrong yeah he was taking he was doping yeah but he was it was prescribed to him and people let that go for a while say, until it came out that it was more than what he was saying. Yeah, well, yeah. it was essentially not as on the up but, and up and, as what and, people And that up. would be the difference between performance enhancing and maybe performance normalizing. <laughs> normalizing? Yeah, I guess. I, I, normalizing, I it, like, that's a that's a dangerous word, I admit. But, like, for people who have ADD or ADHD, like, in order to function sort of, I guess, not mm-hmm. optimally, but certain in a more normal fashion... These are kind of necessary things. So it's is, definitely it, an interesting brain a thought experiment, you know, to kind of think about, like, you know, where where would you hold the line? Where would you decide, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And this was this happened just during an interview that he was giving. He just pretty much just threw it out there. Yeah. He like, just is like, yeah, you know, I, I've used Adderall, and the uh, interviewer paused the interview, turned to the camera, and said, "It's not just him. This is a common thing." Yeah. Like yeah. it's pretty much like, well known. <laughs> that, I mean. Yeah. And it's since esports aren't as regulated as other sports, it's kind of goes unchecked. So I think that it's something that needed to change. But at the same time, I, I agree. You know, where do we draw that line? And unfortunately, I'm not paid to think about that. Nope. And I would be, I want to see the outcry the first major esport championship that they drug test. At. Oh God. I just want to see because yeah, come on, they're gamers. They're doing. They're going to be doing random drug testing. Like that, it's testing. it's going to be very interesting to see the outcry about yeah. this. Yeah, the thing that I was just remembering was um, for snowboarding, where they were saying oh. that pot was a performance enhancing drug. It's a performance enhancing drug. No, no, no. <laughs> if there's a Snickers at the bottom of the run, 
Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> exactly. Thank the, you, Robin Williams. That's why I'm hoping that they don't go crazy with it and they don't be like, oh, you, you smoke pot, so therefore you are disqualified. Well, 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 like, I, I oh, just crap. I, I'm, I'm remembering I would watch like coverage of Halo mm-hmm. tournaments and like the old ones. They weren't doing performance en- enhancing drugs, but the the guys in the tournaments they'd be out till like four in the morning, just like goofing around because they're teenagers. Yeah. So it'd be like the opposite, and yeah. I just like performance debilitating drugs. Yeah, you know, he'd go and be like, "It's all right," you know, just like cracks a Red Bull and chugs it, you know, ten minutes before the the match. You're like, "It's fine." Whatever. Well, there's a performance enhancing drug. <laughs> You're right, caffeine. Hey. All right, so my topic is going to be a little bit different this time around because it's uh, kind of all encompassing. Uh, as a lot of people know, while we were away, Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con happened. Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con, which I think needs to be rebranded. I think it just needs to be an entertainment expo. No, I agree. I mean, honestly, especially with what I'm going to be talking about, most of this stuff is not comic book related. No. It's tangentially because it's a lot of comic book movies. But it's the entertainment business. This is, this is where the entertainment business takes its moment to really just like show off Here's all the nerd shit we're doing. I mean, exactly. I, I mean New York Comic Con, Legend of Korra is not a... I mean, yeah, it had a comic eventually. It's all Comic Con. But, all, all but yeah, like I, all I, of them. No, not all of them. Because there are definitely still ones that are not at that level. But, but I'd say I, I those aren't that, the bigger ones. Right. I yeah. think that at a certain point where the main focus is no longer actually comics... Yes, I agree. Then it needs to change. But that's just me. There's a lot of them that are. Like, for example, Pittsburgh has Wizard Con coming here in September. You could call it SDEC. San Diego Entertainment Convention. Yeah. SDEC. Or SDEC. SDEC. All right, so let's let's dive into some of the bigger announcements, some of the bigger things that got released or whatever. There's some things. There's some awesome stuff. Well, first off, uh, the one I want to talk about uh, is the Star Wars uh, almost behind the scenes. Dude, it was so cool. It was so much better than just a trailer. I mean, I was really thinking to it, myself, it gave I want a lot a trailer. of people excitement. It it did the right thing where it didn't show you more necessarily about the plot of the movie coming out. It didn't give you anything about the plot. I mean, you can kind of you can put some, some stuff together stuff just because but... of the scenes they showed. But it what it did do is show you the feel and the you know kind of like just the feel on set and the feel of the movie itself and you saw how excited the people were yeah. doing the movie and how excited they were that they were doing it in quote unquote the right way exactly like, and having like a Simon Pegg yeah, exactly. being in like a alien you know fat suit almost like yeah him just looking like I'm sweating for Star Wars because this is freaking Star Wars yeah and they're just like hell yeah <laughs> there, there's there was a, a shot of a guy in a stormtrooper outfit being like. I'm a stormtrooper. I can die happy. It's like I can die yeah. happy now, and like that's that, that was so cool. So that was like a big hype geek moment. Also, I watched the whole like hour and a half press conference for Star Wars, and that was mm-hmm. awesome too. It was really good. They had the original cast, the three original, uh, <laughs> at the very end of it. It was like wow, the trio, this is so cool. Okay, but yeah. people I, were like completely oh nerd out. I, I like to think that they showed up for the like the first day of of filming of recording. They just look at each other and go. Fuck world. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. that's funny. One of the things I thought was interesting about the what Harrison Ford said, actually, yeah. was he goes... Oh, that's right. Someone asked he him, never grew up. Well, yeah. well like, someone asked him, stuff. like, you know, what are you? what was it like coming back to the set for Star Wars? Mm-hmm. He said something that I always felt like Harrison Ford has pretty much hated Star Wars. Yeah. No, it's like, true. Like, he yeah. kind of has been running away from Star Wars his whole life. Yeah. I would agree with that. Which he said is, that is very I, Han Solo, if you yeah. think about it. <laughs> what he said at the uh, press conference was that 
I never thought this would come back and help me and not hurt me. You yeah. pretty much said, like, I thought this was something for me to always run away from. I never thought I'd come back to it and it would be a great thing. Yeah. And it is. And he's like, I read the script. It was done perfectly. I thought it was great. And if anything, I think that sort of... That moment, like, yeah. having Harrison Ford, who is, like, pretty much an asshole when it comes to Star Wars, yeah, pretty much be like, I did this because... It's awesome, and yeah. like I can't believe this is actually helping me instead of hurting me. In right. My old well, age. and and Mark Hamill actually said in an interview, "Don't get your hopes up." Like he he yeah. was saying, like I want you to curb your hopes right now. Uh-huh. Check it because it probably won't live up to what you're expecting it to be. Yeah. Seeing him there, uh-huh. he seemed excited. Yeah, well, it's hard not to be. I was gonna so say it's like it, about yeah. It. If you have any kind of inner nerd at all. Like which he it, totally which does. he totally well, does. Yeah, I mean, he, out of yeah. all three of them, Mark Hamill you, has been the one you who can't has hug Star Wars say, with all his might. You can't and you he's, can't be the Joker without like. Well, yeah, being a nerd. Just nerd like, culture in general. He has sense. embraced the nerd culture. He has oh, embraced yeah. the Comic Cons. Like he is pretty much the closest one to the fans. Even though he's not like a huge Star Wars buff, like he's he even said it in uh, yeah. the press conference. He's like, yeah, I actually failed a. Star Wars uh, quiz online, <laughs> like I and you know what? Remember but the thing the is, I wouldn't expect him to know it. Right? No, no, no. no. But point is, though, he loves the fans, and he's oh, always yeah. been grounded. So that's enough about Star Wars because I could talk pretty much the rest of my time. Um, <laughs> another thing that came out was the first official trailer for Deadpool, which that... was not released to the public. I know, I want it, but I watched the bootleg version. Yeah, and... the, I'm gonna shoot it with my, you know, my camera from my phone. I was gonna say I haven't watched it. I know you were looking for an HD version, couldn't find no, one. There no, isn't. there isn't. There is not an HD version. They said that it was gonna be like three or four weeks until it came yes. out because they didn't have all the effects in there. Yeah, like they're not even ready. Like. They understand that people have watched it and they're like, we want to release it. Trust us, we do. But it's not there yet. Like, we want to actually have it polished before it gets released. Um, which, unlike uh, the people who made, uh, what was it, uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, oh, same yeah. thing happened. It got leaked because of shaky cam, camera mm-hmm. footage. And they came out with the trailer, like, a day later, begrudgingly. Mm-hmm. They're like, here's the real trailer. We did not want to do this. This was supposed to be something special for the Comic-Con crowd. It's like, you know what? Shut up. <laughs> like, People are clamoring to see your trailer. Yeah. I, I Stop haven't being a dick one. about it. I haven't um, watched it. I wasn't that excited about well, it. I, I, probably the funny part is out of the two, so two trailers came out. One came out for uh, uh, Superman versus Batman. Which looked actually pretty legit. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. another one came out for Suicide Squad. And I feel like, for myself at least, I kind of almost flipped. Because in terms of, of your excitement? Before, I was kind of just met about Superman versus Batman. Because, you know, yep. it's, it's Superman, maybe not the best movie, the last one that came out, and then so forth and so on. But watching that trailer got me hyped more than I thought it would. And it made me go back and rewatch the Superman movie. Because oh, okay. what it did was it put the Superman movie in a different light. Yeah, in, what in it a was different before. context. Because before, the biggest complaint was, look at all this total destruction of Metropolis that Superman and Zod are wreaking on this like city. Like This is like so much destruction that you feel like it's stupid over the top. It's like, the city is destroyed. Yeah, it's just <laughs> and an Superman did that. wreck. He destroyed that city. Having the trailer be all about Batman, Bruce Wayne, seeing being in Metropolis when it gets destroyed and seeing how much havoc he wreaked... Like, just be like, nope, I got to take out Superman. This guy needs to go. 
I was like, yeah. whoa, that's there's, actually a really cool plot point that I didn't expect. Yeah, they actually showed, there's a side-by-side that someone did oh, I love that scene. of the scene of Superman and Zod inside an office building, and Superman's using his laser vision and just cutting... It's actually Zod. Zod's oh, using, so, sorry, Zod. Yeah, Zod sorry. is using his laser vision for the first time and cuts huge swath into the building, and then you're seeing it from the outside of the building from... Uh, Bruce Wayne's point of view. And you're just seeing these flames basically shoot out of the building and just everyone running in panic. Yeah, it was really well done. so cool. And the fact that they took that much time to match those two scenes up perfectly is very cool. It tells you that there is a lot going into this, that they are taking it seriously. Fun fact, Bruce Wayne pays Clark Kent's salary. Yes. Bruce Wayne owns the Daily Planet. Okay, yeah. I was like, what? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, not directly, obviously. But. So yeah, that That'd was really hilarious. cool. Um, I, I kind of just glossed over <laughs> Deadpool, but I do want to see say the Deadpool trailer made oh me a hundred times even more excited for Deadpool than I already was. It looks so good. So they, good. They they did take a big chunk of the trailer was it seemed a re reskinning of the original like test footage that yeah. we saw. Yeah, there was a whole scene in there where you you're watching pretty much the the jumping into the car and the mm-hmm. construction, which. To me, it was actually cool because yeah. I was like, they actually did it. It's not just like you know that it wasn't just CG test footage was like over the top and couldn't actually be done. They they had Can the budget, they it. did yeah. it well, and it's live action. And, and it, it looks awesome. so good. Um, another trailer came out that was less exciting and also a crappy camera version was mm-hmm. Warcraft. Not oh, excited. I I like I like the fan remake of the dude's shoulder. Yeah, plays. Like, yeah so they're like, let's get it right. so here's the thing about the warcraft trailer the warcraft what everyone has always said about warcraft was wouldn't it be great if they took all the cutscenes from world warcraft and made into a movie because the Mm -hmm. cutscenes are really well done blizzard is well known for their cutscenes. their cutscenes are awesome their cinematics are epic looking here's the issue looking yeah having a whole story done in that mode i mean if you really think about those cutscenes, all they were were pretty yeah oh yeah they they, they were sort of exposition of a sword and especially when you compare them to the graphics of the game when you are not comparing to the graphics of the game instead you're comparing them to pixar and all these other big houses they're actually not they're not they're also super dark and by dark i mean lighting yeah usually very dark at least for the diablo stuff you can't see damn thing so the moral of the story is the fact that the trailer was kind of just two orcs talking and then some exposition and one thing that was cool is they did a youtube video basically where you can you have to do it in chrome Mm -hmm. but you can do it's a flyover you're on the back of a griffin Mm -hmm. and you're flying over one of the major cities in world of warcraft i can't probably azeroth sure i mean that's not to say that's the Stormwind, probably Stormwind. Probably Stormwind. That's ah, right. But it's completely interactive in the fact that you can spin yourself around 360 and look yep. at everything. So it's Google Azeroth. Yes. It's essentially like you're playing the game. The graphics are super hype. Yeah. It it looked really cool. Yeah. I was it, like, it looks like you're 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 huh. in the movie itself, and they did it with the Oculus Rift, from what I understand. Oh, that they? was awesome. Yeah. I haven't actually seen that. That's I just saw cool. that you can like click and drag your way I around. I gotta say that's what. Some of what turned me off from playing WoW in general was just like, I you know I, I did the sort of level to twenty free thing and I was like this is this yeah. doesn't look good. So I'm probably missing a lot of stuff, but that those are the the highlights for me personally. One big thing that was just announced, uh, Kotor two, uh-huh. just got a massive update. 
Awesome. Um, insofar as that I added controller support, okay. 5K resolution, wow. and native support for all operating systems. That is pretty spectacular. <laughs> yeah. It's this game that has been out for a while and just got a major overhaul. So if you're at all interested in it, check it out because now it's apparently even schmexier. Even schmexier. Um, so next week we will be coming from SGDQ, hopefully, unless something dies. So you'll um, be recording from SGDQ next yep. week? Yep, okay. and I will yep. be publishing from SGDQ, hopefully. Awesome. So hopefully and then the week be... after that, what's the plan? Uh, you're going to find someone to guest host with us. Yeah, I will try to do that. <laughs> and then so. we'll work out the schedule, because I suddenly have a real work week. Oh, yeah, you're going back to work, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, that's all right. I anyway. get I get, a, I get paid a lot of money. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, thank you everyone for joining us. Hopefully, you have enjoyed this uh, this week again. This belated episode, and yeah. you will not have to worry about the next week's episode. Hopefully. Oh, on we one. one thing we hit a hundred and eighty subscribers. Holy shit! I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. In, in an off week, which I was just like, yeah, what? Yeah. yeah. Like, so so all you. of you are fantastic. So yeah. Thank you. So what you're saying is, so if much. we don't come out with an episode. Our subscriber count goes up. Right. The archives the are less becoming work popular. We do. <laughs> but seriously, thank you so much, everyone who has been continued listening. I know a lot of people came from the initial Kung Fu and Fi Fi oh, video, yeah, uh, podcast too. episode. Yeah. And so thanks yeah. for sticking around um, for so this. Thank long. you. And uh, you'll hear more from us soon. Hopefully. And Gigi. Are you going to do it? I was going for you to say Gigi. All right, Gigi. Okay, I don't know if you wanted the last word or not. Why are you, why are you laughing about the it? The last. Just your thing. This is my thing. Does oh, it make you mad anymore? No, it's a happy.